Radio. Number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. VoiceAmerica.com welcomes you to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Now here's the host and founder of Rack and Roll Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. Good morning, everybody. It's the holiday season, and what does everyone do? They eat junk, they drink booze, and they pass out. But if you have a great personal trainer like Chris Stevenson, you probably could get away with it. And here on the show for one hour, I have the energetic and animated one-of-a-kind Chris Stevenson to talk about it. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? Excellent, excellent, excellent. You probably already trained somebody at 6 a.m., right? Yeah, two people this morning. I brought them in a couple minutes early and uh, so I could call in. Well, I'm glad that you're here because we have a lot to talk about. Thanks for having me. I'm very, very happy to. Chris Stevenson, Stevenson Fitness. Everybody should go in and check out the website, particularly if you want to get in shape. Uh, I want to talk about a lot of things. One of the things I want to talk about is group exercise, and you're very, very good at it. Thank you. You're very good at it. It takes a certain kind of talent to do group exercise. You could be a great personal trainer, but when you're doing a group thing and you can't get the gestalt of the group, sometimes it sort of falls apart and people walk out of the room and it's like doing a rock concert and it's a bad show and nobody wants to go. I'm sure you've right. watched that happen. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Or a new person that comes in is completely lost. Or um, if it's a person that's a veteran and there's a substitute teacher, they kind of leave. Yeah, that, that's not always fun for the substitutes. That's why it's hard to get a substitute sometimes. It is, it is. But let's talk about group exercise for a minute, and then we'll talk about everything else. Is it is it a little challenging for an instructor? I mean, you're very good at it. You're kind of like a rock star. You get up there and you like to perform. So everybody gets into it and you have your followers. But what's the tricks? And what did, you know, did it come naturally for you? Did it take practice? And what do you have to be aware of in terms of risks for individuals when you're teaching a group of about 50 people? You know what, it- I, my background when I initially, even before I started training and really getting involved with fitness, is I taught martial arts to kids. So, you know, having a large group of kids and learning how to keep their attention um, applies, you know, to teaching aerobics to adults. And, uh, you know, one of the keys I found is, is if you look at it from a member's perspective, it helps you teach better. Um, you know, I, I'm just one person, and there's, there's tons of people there. But if you say, you know, if I say something to one person in class or correct one person, it's a big deal to them. You know, I, I might hear 60 different things for 60 different people, so I'm, I'm taking in all this info, but, you know, there's only one instructor to that person. So one of my goals is to make sure that I have some sort of interaction with everybody that's in the class so they really feel a part of it and they feel welcome they enjoy being there. Um, I, think, I think that's the biggest thing is, is you make people feel welcome. Yeah, no, um, it's true. You have it down to a science. And, and I, think, I think, too, also what distinguishes this, two things that distinguish a, a really good instructor no matter what the class is, whether it's spinning or... or dance or, you know, the, the cardio kickboxing, if you have a legitimate background in that area, like I was a legitimate competitive martial artist uh, or a competitive cyclist that teaches spinning or an ex-dancer that teaches dance, there's so, sort of more of a legitimacy to that, that class. You have that real background behind it. And then um, I think just really enjoying being there, you know, realizing it's about the members, it's not about you, and just, just going off and having a good time. You know, people see that you're doing it because you like it. No, you like it, to be there, and you want to be there, and they feel that, and they feed off that, and, and, and then the energy just kind of comes up. It's a, I think a lot of things are like that, but particularly in a group class. Enthusiasm and cheerleading is a very big part of it. 
Yeah. And yet, again, you get your followers. It's really kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> not, not so bad to have followers. <laughs> no, it's not. Did you ever think about having a television show? No, I was thinking about a cult. No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you already have a cult. <laughs> but, you know, you give out the T-shirts, and people get, like, really excited. And right. <laughs> you do have a cult. So, you know, now it's a matter of maybe a television show. Yeah, that, that would be awesome. <laughs> well, you know, things can happen. Those of us in the entertainment business know how to make that work. Don't that think it's too much, <laughs> too much to ask for. You don't dream, you don't get. <laughs> That's true. Very true, very true. It's very true. All right, I'm going to skip around a little bit because there's, again, a lot of topics to cover, particularly during the holiday season, and that's why I wanted you on the show right now. Um, I introduced you by saying that there's a lot of junk around people. You go to offices and there's junk, and, you know, you go to even the gym and there's junk, and (laughs) everybody wants to celebrate because they get these big baskets of chocolate, maybe a little less during recessionary times, but nonetheless still there. Maybe it's right. junkier food. Maybe it's not Godiva chocolate. It's worse. <laughs> I mean, at least if you're going to cheat, cheat with something that's really luscious and expensive, but now it's right. like really all the, all the bad stuff. So let's talk a little bit about nutrition. Let's talk okay. about your philosophy about nutrition and why it's really dangerous to try to shortcut losing weight without the proper exercise and the proper discipline and timing. Let's, okay, let's hear the Stevenson philosophy Okay, the Stevenson philosophy on nutrition is not really the Stevenson philosophy. It's just science. And what people forget is, you know, the body uses certain things as fuel. It uses certain things to build, and it, it operates like a machine. We all have our little individual differences, but there is a science behind how a body metabolizes a fuel or how fat is burned. So the first thing to watch out for are people that come out there and have something new, where they have a new product or a new system or a new style, because there really is nothing new. It's, it's simple science, the way the body changes and the way that you get leaner, the way you gain weight. It's all, it's all, it's all science. So the first thing to watch out for are tricks that, that claim they can take weight off fast or, or do things. If, if it doesn't sound like it's possible, chances are it's really not possible. Right, so, right. So, right. So kind of keeping that in mind um, and, and then to kind of nutshell nutrition, I'm going to kind of tie this into, like you said, avoiding the snacks or how do you, how do you, how do you manage having all the junk around one thing is important is that you, you know, you always hear people talk about eating every three to four hours. And the reason you do that is because blood sugar controls cravings. When you let your blood sugar get too low, because carbohydrates are, are your best source of fuel, if your blood sugar goes really low, you're going to crave food. And unfortunately, you don't crave a chicken breast sandwich on whole wheat with lettuce and tomatoes. <laughs> you crave carbs that your body knows are going to burn fast. So you're like, you know what, I would love some ice cream or cookies or that brownie looks great. Right. So frequency in eating the meals and then keeping good mixes in your meals. Every meal kind of, and again, this is a very simple, quick, you know, two-minute nutrition explanation, but every meal should contain a lean protein, some sort of starchy carb, which is your fuel, you know, so, so some sort of whole wheat or whole grain, um, a, one of a better, like a higher class carbohydrate, and then some sort of fruit or veggie for vitamins and minerals. Those things tend to balance blood sugar, and if you fuel your body every three to four hours with that type of meal in the right amount, you're going to level blood sugar and you're going to limit cravings. Now, they'll never completely go away, so that's also important to set realistic goals through the holidays. So, you know, I wouldn't come into the holiday season and say, I am going to lose 15 pounds this holiday season. <laughs> you know, your goal should be like, I'm going to maintain, and then once the holidays roll through, then I'm, going to, then I'm going to crush it, then I'm going to get on top of it. But if I keep those habits, keep that kind of eating schedule, I'm going to minimize my cravings, and I'm going to stay a little bit at least away from those foods. But it is the holiday, so you should, you know, 
the reason you work hard 90% of the time is so you can enjoy that stuff 10% of the time. Well, exactly, but those are for, that's for the people who do work hard. And one of the things that I've noticed is that, you know, I, this is the first time probably in my life since I was a kid and was able to be on the swim team and the gymnastics team and all of that kind of stuff, that I'm really able to focus again on my body and making it look perfect by the time I turn 50 next right. year. And, um, what? Yeah. But in anyway. The next 10 years, right? <laughs> no, I'm really going to be 50 <laughs> in March. I'm, I, it's like really kind of blows me away. So my goal is to look better at 50 than I ever did in my entire life. And you're going to help me get there. Very possible. Very possible. It is possible. But the thing is, is I'm finding that because I'm working out four to five hours a week and I'm mixing cardio with resistance training, that, you know, even if I have you know, a little bit more than I should if I have, you know, a meal and then I decide to have the Godiva cashews, okay? It -hmm. burns so much faster. And I'm not using that as an excuse. It's just a fact. I feel as I'm eating it, I don't feel that bloatedness and I don't feel the same kind of tiredness and exhaustion after I ate, you know, a little package of Godiva-coated cashews because I'm burning, Right. It's, it's something's happening in my body that's making it, you know, digest so much faster. You know, the, the Stevenson philosophy, and again, I say Stevenson philosophy, it's nothing I invented. It's just the way the body is designed and the way the body works. It, it's exactly like you said. If you're exercising in resistance training, what you're doing is you're building muscle. Muscle is the only tissue in the body that can burn fat. Okay, so by keeping muscle active and by building muscle, you know, through lifting weights, you're creating your engine. Then when you're doing the cardiovascular exercise or doing the cardio class or taking my kickboxing class, you're putting your body into a state where you have the potential now to, to burn that fat. So if you built the muscle in the gym on a regular basis and it's active and it's healthy, as you do the cardio exercise, the fat is released from fat cells and then it, it's burnt during that activity. So it's exactly like you said. If you keep your body kind of a finely tuned machine, you, you, the, when you stray, it doesn't affect you the way as if you don't have these good habits and you haven't programmed your body to be really efficient and, and revved your metabolism. Well, just think, I want to say to all the listeners, if you are taking cardio kickboxing or particularly with Chris Stevenson, if you happen to live in the area, you know what? You could really enjoy the holidays. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> if you're not, well, then it's just too bad and you're going to really look like a sorry soul by the time the holidays are over. But listen, Chris, we're going to have to take a commercial break in a minute. I told you in advance that we'll have a couple of those, but in the next segments, we're going to be talking about lifting, resistance training. We're going to talk about cardio specifically, modification for injuries. We have a lot, a lot, a lot to talk about. So stay tuned, stand by, and more with Chris Stevenson in a couple of minutes. Thank you, Cindy. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, yachts, parties. Festivals. At Rack and Roll Productions, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, book releases, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio. Rack and Roll Productions gets the job done whether it's an intimate party or a production with 2,000 people. In fact, you've probably seen and heard our work on the E! Channel, MTV, The Howard Stern Show, or in the pages of numerous newspapers and magazines. Now it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of Rack and Roll Productions. Visit us online at www.rackandrollentertainment, that's R-A-K-N-R-O-L-L, entertainment.com. Or call 1-818-597-0700. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio. Rack and Roll Productions, we do it all. www.rakandrollentertainment.com. When you think about change in your life, do you think about yourself? How does that translate to growth in your business? The change we want to see in our business starts with ourselves as leaders and the impact we can make. Join host Linnea Hagen on a terrific journey that takes you from motivation to inspiration. Every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time, listen for Abundance Leadership right here on the Voice America Business Network. Abundance Leadership. Grow your business. Grow yourself. Looking for a good time? We've got a show that will give you a wild ride. This show will make you feel good. And it's not even bad for you. You need your time to let loose. It's time for a feel-good party. Pull up to the computer, mix yourself a drink, and turn up the speakers. Happy Hour is here. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. It's called the biggest radio show in the world. Hosted by international personality and pundit, Michael DeMarco. You don't know what's coming next. The biggest radio show in the world on Voice America. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Cindy Rakowitz. We're back with Chris Stevenson, and we're talking about being healthy. Chris, you, you grew up in Ohio, right? Yes. Am I correct? Yes, Columbus? Cleveland. Cleveland. So <laughs> when you were a kid, did you know what you wanted to be when you grew up? You know, I had no idea. I, at, at the age of 12, I started competing in martial arts pretty heavily, and uh, that's what I wanted to do, and somehow I wanted to make, I guess, a career out of it. And uh, so I was competing, and I was winning, and uh, I had to go to this thing called college uh, because my parents made me, which, by the way, turned out to be a great thing. Yeah, well, uh, thank God for yeah. them. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, education is never a bad thing. No, no, education is an excellent thing. I was just a dumb kid at the time uh, <laughs> who probably got kicked in the head too much. But uh, so I went to college, got my degree in business, moved out to California to train because all the good fighters were out here, uh, ended up doing stunt work for a while, and then sort of back into teaching karate and then ended up more into the fitness aspect. Wow. Well, you know, it's great that you have a business degree. It really puts you ahead of the game. I'm noticing today that a lot more people that go into training and fitness do have college degrees and masters. Yes. And um, probably a recession buster, really, really smart. Um, People are going to want to, you know, if people are thinking about hiring a personal trainer, they probably want somebody that has a little bit more education about life, biology, physiology, and somebody that doesn't. 
Yes, I uh-huh. left after it was. It was funny. My journey is funny because I became that. You know, I was always a pretty fit individual because I worked out hard. And uh, a, a quick nutshell: I was teaching karate and I wanted to make more money. So a guy said you should become a trainer, and I said, "Okay, how do you train?" And he said, "Well, you're fit. What do you do?" So I was that idiot trainer for a temporary time, thinking, "Well, I just everyone do my workout." So. No matter who you were, you'd come in and you'd bench press and curl because every idiot guy just wants to build a chest and arms and uh, do some crunches. Nice, Chris. Every idiot guy wants. That's the quote for the day. <laughs> it's like the frat boy workout, right? You know, hey, big chest, big arms. I'm, 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 how much do you bench? That's the you know, question you all ask each other. But uh, as I started to get busy, another guy who was a great influence said, you should probably really go to school and learn what you're doing. So I went to the National Academy of Sports Medicine and, and got a, one of their base-level certifications and learned. Um, then I kind of got tired of the commercial gym business and went to work for a place called the Chiropractic Sports Institute, and all I did was work with injury and, and rehab. So wow. that was a really good learning environment. And then from there, went and got a postgraduate certification as a strength and conditioning coach. So by this time now, I, I built my arsenal because I really enjoyed what I was doing, and I thought it's probably good to learn what you should learn to do this stuff and uh, then I ended up opening my own place. Well, and that's probably a really great thing for you. How long ago did you do it? Uh, I've, I've been, I subleased a little place about eight years ago, and then my place has been open five years now. And my place, the goal was to be the not gym. I wanted a place, if you go to a regular gym, all the trainers kind of do their own thing. Some are good, some are bad. It's sort of a crapshoot. But at my place, everybody's got higher level education. A lot of them are working on their master's, already have their master's. And it's also an environment where, we can switch clients. If, if one of our guys is more of an expert in sports training and one's more an injury, uh, if somebody that normally trains with the sports guy says, my knee's been bugging me, we switch him over to the injury guy. So just a place where the members interact and it's supportive and the trainers interact, a real team feel. And, uh, you know, after a few years, started to really develop the staff that, that the, the dream actually came true. Oh, it's funny. So Stevenson Fitness, the, the educated gym. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a gym for smart people. Well, that's okay. I mean, you're in Oak Park, and, you know, there's a lot of, you know, disposable income there, and people likely have, most likely have their degrees and are more intelligent, so it works. Yeah, and one of our things, too, is, you know, a lot of gyms, that their trainers aren't just trainers, but they're, they're made to sell, so they're, they're hounding you on renewals, and, and our goal is to get somebody up to speed and really teach them what they're doing so they're not always dependent on us. So, you know, to come in there and not just count reps and not just make you do things, but explain why and, and teach you how so that you know how to do it, and you can eventually take over. And then we grow our business by saying, you know what, if we treat people well, we teach them, we get them on their own, they're going to refer us people. No, That's why we want to touch as many people as possible. It's not just about how many times can we renew you and how many times can we sell you more accessories. We want you to learn. We want you to be empowered with knowledge because that's what really makes the life, you know, the lifestyle change. Well, you're very, um, I have to commend you that you're very aggressive with newsletters and marketing. You do that very well as a marketing guru. I have to notice these things, right? <laughs> Thank you. Um, you come out with your workout of the week, which you call wow, right? Yes. How do you come up with your suggestions? You know what? There's a couple websites that I really like that have different ideas. So, uh, Doing that, and then with my base of knowledge, I kind of combine different ideas and, and just put them together. And it's something that is a great supplement. The reason we, we put it up is, especially with the recession, there are certain people that were training two or three times that now train one time just because it's a financial issue. So we thought, what's a way we can get them extra workouts You know, that's not going to cost them anything? So you know, we, we team up, and sometimes my staff will create one, different members. 
And uh, it was just a great way to, to get people excited, get them involved, and give them other options that, that are easy to do on their own. So now I get to put you on the Cindy Rakowitz recession buster list, too? <laughs> I have one of those, you know. <laughs> I like it. Glad to be on it. Well, you know, you have to be because, you know, people really freak out in this economy because you're reading the yeah. news every day. And the people in business that are going to really survive in this economy are the ones that sort of evolve and adopt to it. And it's very Darwinian. And, yeah. you know, it's not, you know, when people study recessionary times that went on during this century, not everything was Armageddon. I mean, sure, there were people that were suffering and there were people on food lines and all of that kind of stuff, but there were also people that decided to do business differently. And they're very rarely spoken about unless you're really looking for them like a maniac like me who wants to try to kind of, you know, explain to people that this is not the end of the world. There are ways to get past it. It's almost like a sport. You come across obstacles and you have to figure out a way to knock them down. It's, um, It's like life. And, you know, when business people figure out a way to do business differently, they're actually going to survive. And then you'll get through to 2010 and be okay. And so now you're officially on the Cindy Rakowitz Voice America recession buster list, and I congratulate you for that. Excellent. Thank you very much. Oh, you're very welcome. Well, let's let's go back into training. Um, Before we go into resistance training, I want to talk a little bit about cardio because when you talk to the man on the street, there's sort of this um, misperception or misunderstanding that they think if they're working out with weights, they probably don't have to do cardio. And again, this is man on the street that doesn't know better. I lift, I'm building bulk, you know, I look great. So why don't you talk to me about why it's so important to integrate cardio into your workout and why it's probably going to make a person look a little bit probably the final polish, you know, take off that outer layer of fat. Right. Well, you know, first things first, aside from aesthetics, if you don't perform some sort of cardiovascular exercise, you're not going to have a healthy heart. Your respiratory system is not going to function as efficiently as it should. You're not going to stay healthy. So just from a health standpoint, you've got to do cardiovascular exercise to stay healthy. Secondly, cardiovascular exercise done right is just one of the most efficient ways to burn the fat. Again, Muscle, muscle actually metabolically burns fat, and you build muscle, and you keep it active through lifting, but when you do the cardio, that's when fat's released into the bloodstream and used as fuel, so it's sent to the muscles because you're using the muscles over and over again in an aerobic state, and, and that's the reason that during that cardio, if it's done at the right intensity and the right style and the right type, that's going to burn the fat. So if you're not doing the cardio, you're just not going to put your body in the state where it's able to use that fat as fuel. Right, so you're you're not really doing what you're supposed. If you're a workout person, you're not doing cardio. You're really only doing you know sixty percent or fifty percent of the game, right? Yeah, you know, again, it's it's that synergy of lifting, nutrition, and cardio. And if all three components in, you're going to get the best results you know that that you can. If one of those components is missing, depending on, I mean, we all are individually different. You'll always know that person and probably hate them that, uh, you know, can eat whatever they want. They never go to the gym, and they, they're lean and fit. And, you know, that's just their genetic, genetic anomaly, and they're lucky. But for most of us, including myself, you know, if, I, if one of those components is missing, you're going to limit your results. So it's a synergy of those three things that really create the best, most efficient, and effective program. No, it's true. And even if you do genetically look great, those of us that have started getting into the whole workout regime, we notice that even though they might look great in clothing, that they really mm-hmm. don't look that great. 
Like, you know, I grew up at Playboy Enterprises. I was there for 16 years, and everybody said, oh, how did you do that? How did you go to work every day having to be the president in charge of the Playmates? And I'm like, well, (laughs) they look really, really, really good when they're doing a $100,000 photo session with the hair and the makeup and the lighting and all of that kind of stuff. Right. But the truth of the matter is, is the ones that didn't work out, and a lot of them tended to get very, very skinny. Right. It wasn't healthy. It well, wasn't healthy. I mean, you know, they looked good in jeans, and, you know, they got the boob job, so they looked like right. they had some kind of, cur- you know, curvaceousness. Right. <laughs> but they didn't look as healthy. Some of them who didn't work right. out. I mean, there are, like any other group, there were some that worked out, and there were some that didn't. Um, you know, but some of them really just didn't look healthy. I mean, you know. And, and chances are they're not. And, and, and it's kind of one of, our, one of the things we kind of tell members and, and clients at the gym is, you know, you kind of work from the inside out. If you work on being healthy, you know, eating right, eating, eating nutritionally sound makes you healthy. Doing cardio makes your respiratory system and your cardiovascular system healthy. Lifting weights makes your muscles and your joints and your body healthy. All the rest are byproducts of that. If you do those things and that makes you healthier and gives you more energy and makes you feel better and your bone density is good and, and your joints don't ache and, and everything works well, you're going to be leaner. You know, you're going to have a tighter butt. You know, a tight butt is just a sign that the muscles work really well that allow you to squat and bend and pick stuff up and deadlift and lunge. So it's really working from the inside out. So like you said, you might genetically just be really lean, but it definitely doesn't mean you're healthy, and that shows. Well, and it eventually catches up to you, too. Genetically, you might look really lean in your 20s and maybe get away with it, you know, into your 30s. But, you know, once the babies come and, you know, (laughs) and you turn 40, your metabolism changes. And then guess what? You're not going to look as genetically great as you always did. Right. As, and then the one thing is, as you age, you know, when you're young, you have a lot of natural production of growth hormone and all, and all the different hormones because your body's growing and it's still developing. And that stuff diminishes over time. Now, things like, you know, diet, exercise, meaning lifting and, and cardio, help promote the production of those positive hormones that keep you healthy and keep you young. And it's a use it or lose it. You know, if you, do, do you lose muscle as you get older? Well, if you don't use it, you do. Well, that's just it, and that's one of the many things that Stevenson Fitness totally conveys through its personal trainers. You know, it's like if you use the muscle, you could look good at any age. People think that when you get older, well, I'm old, so, you know, of course I'm going to have muscular atrophy, but that's not really true. I mean, people who are into it are going to look really good. So, um, listen, we're going to have to take another commercial break. We've been through one of those before. We're going to talk a lot more. We have two more segments. I told you it was going to be fun. So stand by for more with Chris Stevenson from Stevenson Fitness. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, yachts, parties. At Rack and Roll Productions, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, book releases, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio. Rack and Roll Productions gets the job done whether it's an intimate party or a production with 2,000 people. In fact, you've probably seen and heard our work on the E! Channel, MTV, The Howard Stern Show, or in the pages of numerous newspapers and magazines. Now it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of Rack and Roll Productions. 
visit us online at www.rackandrollentertainment, that's R-A-K-N-R-O-L-L, entertainment.com, or call 1-818-597-0700. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio Rack and Roll Productions, we do it all. www.rakandrollentertainment.com. Radio by George is a lifestyle program dedicated to improving the lives of listeners by focusing on the holistic growth of their mind, body, and spirit. Host Eddie George shares his life experiences as well as the experiences of his guest commentators and experts with the listening audience to focus them toward reaching their personal and professional goals. Tune in every Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. PST, 4 p.m. EST to Radio by George on the Voice America channel and learn more from the life experiences of a man who went from being a somewhat unruly kid in the streets of Philadelphia to a retired professional athlete who has become a role model for not only young people but for businessmen and women globally. Plan to spend your Monday afternoons with Eddie George and his empowering talk radio show, Radio by George. That's every Monday at 1 p.m. PST, right here on the Voice America channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Cindy Rakowitz has won more awards than she can hang on her wall, including three Clios. Call in now at 1-866-472-5788, and you can have one. Okay, maybe not, but she will answer your questions. Now back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. We're back with Rakowitz, Blackman Rakowitz Public Relations, and we're talking to Chris Stevenson from Stevenson Fitness. And if you've listened to the first half hour of the show, you're probably booking time with your personal trainer now if you're smart. And if you're in the Los Angeles area, particularly in the Thousand Oaks area, you'd be really dumb if you didn't look at Chris stevensonfitness.com, and make an appointment to see Chris. How's that for a commercial? That sounds excellent. There you go. <laughs> and your website really is good. I'm watching you. I'm watching you build and grow. It's very cute. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you're becoming, I know, like, the next step is you're getting ready for search engine optimization. I'm sure you know what that is now. I do. We, uh, like you said, with the recession, I decided that I should, probably should learn about this thing called the Internet. So, uh we actually have a new site that we're going to be launching hopefully within this next week that's a lot more interactive and has a lot more uh, features to really help people with their personal fitness and access to some workout databases and some good articles. So we're really excited about that. Good, good. Because, I, you know, from my experience, SEO in this recession is um, really one of the tools that work if it's done right and if you have the right kind of SEO person. Um, it's it's amazing. It's really amazing. And there are people who know how to do it. It's just like personal trainers. There are people that know how to exactly. do it, and there are people that don't know how to do it. But I've been watching you, and I could see that you're building the elements to have um, good engine maximization. And soon you're going to be told that every time you do an email, you have to say, next week, watch out for the new newsletter. And okay. it's kind of really sort of old-fashioned, hokey Advertising like, buy this thing now. Um, (laughs) But in a silly kind of way, it works. And when you learn about Google Analytics and watching 
um, you know, this whole Google listing increase on Stevenson Fitness, and then you start getting calls, and you say, where did you hear about me? And they say, oh, well, I found you on the Internet. It re- it, that's really, really cool. Right. You know, it it's like, wow. <laughs> with our newsletter, again, I'm not very computer savvy, but I'm, I'm, I'm learning, and uh, there's a section where you can check who actually looks at it, and I was astounded by the people that actually look at it. Right. It's like, how did they get this? And, you know, well, that's why you're going to be a TV personality. I have a vision. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I mean, remember you remember Jack LaLanne, of course. Dude, I, if I could get one of those jumpsuits, I would wear it every day. I figured, and you'd look good in it, too. And you would, <laughs> But you have to work with the chair. Remember how he always worked with the chair? Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's still in good shape. Yeah. yeah he's, he's still, still, he's still kicking. <laughs> It's unbelievable. I mean, I watched him, you know, I, I used to watch the Jack Lane show, you know, right. and I told you how old I was, like, right. when I was a kid. <laughs> and, um, you know, there's a need for a new Jack Lane. There, you know, yes, they have The Biggest Loser and all the reality-based shows, and yes, there was Richard Simmons, but he's so over. Um, yeah. And now there's a couple of chicks that you see on E, but they're so over. So I think that there has to be a resurrection of Jack Lane, and I want to nominate you to be the guy. That, uh, you know, if only I could fill that jumpsuit. <laughs> I think you could. And you'd have the bandana on your head to give it that special crisp flair. I think it works. I like it. Anyway, let's go back to talking about training. We talked about cardio. Let's go the other way. You do a lot of cardio. Why is it important to do the resistance training, too? Because there are a lot of people that like doing the dance and the jumping. A lot of people will just take new generation step. Um, and they're and, and they're keeping in shape because they're going round and round, and it's psychologically healthy. But why is it important to also build the muscles? Well, again, you know, starting from the, the fundamentals of of being healthy. You know, when you resistance train, you you increase the uh, you, you increase muscle strength and muscle fiber. You increase bone density and and strengthen connective tissue. So from that standpoint, especially like you were saying, as you get older, the body doesn't naturally do that stuff, so you have to give it some sort of stimulus that causes that. So first and foremost, from a health standpoint, it's going to allow you to keep doing aerobics because if all you do is aerobics and it's all high impact or if it's you know long-distance running, at some point, if you're not strengthening the joints, they're going to give way. So in order to just keep doing the stuff that you like doing, whether it's hiking or kickboxing or, or cycling or running, or playing with your kids or playing with your grandkids um, or skiing, you have to have a healthy body and healthy joints that work well to continue to do that stuff. So that's from the health standpoint. Second of all, again, muscle burns fat. It is the only tissue in the body that burns fat. So if you're not building it and you're not working on it and you're not keeping it active, you're not going to have a strong metabolism. Muscle is metabolism. And it's just really important. I find, now that I'm in my new workout lifestyle mode, (laughs) which is really funny, but I find that, you know, I started getting into it again with kickboxing, particularly with your class. That was sort of my, you know, wake up and resurrect. (laughs) Don't die yet. And, um, you know, I wasn't doing weight training yet. And then a couple of people from the class, you know, like, you know, do you just do this class or do you weight train? I'm like, no, I just do this class. I'm like, well, you should weight train. You know, you right. have, like, your your followers really like to take care of people, you know. And right. they're like, you know, you should weight train. And, you know, when you get older, you know, and you're going through menopause, which I'm not yet, by the way. But when you do, then you don't have the same kind of muscle protection that you had, you know, before 
before menopause and you really have to start working out with weights and blah, 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 blah. So I did. I started working out with weights and then I found that the cardio exercise was so much easier. Yep. Yep, because your body's built to do it now. It's it's amazing. You know, now I could, it's like when you watch other people who work out with weights and who are really, really good at aerobic exercise, you know, you want to jump like them. You want to move like them. And you can't do that unless you have the right muscular structure. Right. You know, so it's, um, see, I'm learning the cult. I'm getting into it. I think I'm getting accepted into it. It's really kind of frightening. I, the Playboy cult was pretty heavy, and now I'm in the Stevenson cult. How do you like yeah. that? Uh, yeah, I tell you the truth, I'm not sure which one I would join if I were, like, a third-party member, but uh, <laughs> Playboy, I mean, you know, I'm a pretty nice guy, but I don't know if I had the Playboy option. Well, you know what? I, I, I really worked in the Playboy cult for 16 years where it was a part of my life, eating it, drinking it, swimming it, whatevering it, you know. Right. So, I mean, I, you know, I don't, I had a choice, you know, of saying goodbye to the Playboy cult. So it was really my choice, so I needed another yeah. one. <laughs> oh, good. Well, I'm glad to be your new cult. I needed a cult. I was lost without a cult. I really needed a cult. Some people do really, really well in cults, and cults are not a bad thing. No, you all depending on the cult. But, yeah, you know, our cult's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very, very good thing. But talk, let's talk about women also. I mentioned menopause. What really happens to their bodies, and why is it important for them to work out with weights when they're in their 40s and 50s? You know, uh, the, the number one thing with women is the bone density issue. Right. You know, women, women start losing bone density. And if, to, kind of, to, to tell you what happens with bone density is whenever you lift a weight, you know, or, or any sort of resistance. You put resistance against a bone. So if you, if you pictured a bone just standing upright, like, a, like a, a femur, like your leg bone standing upright, and I were to put pressure on both ends, there would be certain spots in that bone that there would be density issues. And what happens is when you put that pressure, it, it sends signals to the body, hey, we need to reinforce this part of the bone. So then it goes through all the physiological processes that, you know, send the right things there, and then the bone becomes more dense. And that's kind of what resistance training does. So if you think of it as like doing a squat and you have a weight on your back, it's going to compress your vertebrae. Any weaknesses will send signals, and it'll send messages, and provided your nutrition's right and you're getting the right amount of calcium, it reinforces those structures that show any signs of weakening. If you don't do that, things just deteriorate. It's back to that, you know, use it or lose it. If you don't challenge the body, if you don't challenge the muscles, if you don't challenge the bones, um, as you get older, the body starts producing less and less of those, those sort of growth hormone, um, the, the growth hormones and, and the, different, the other different hormones that, that help keep the body healthy and, and and work. So you have to challenge that body, and resistance training is one of the only ways to put those kind of stresses on the body, a good stress that the body responds to by staying strong and getting stronger and increasing intensity. You do a lot of lunges, Chris, in your resistance yes. training program. Um, you know, lunging in all different directions, you know, lunging up and down. I mean, it seems to be a very, very important core basic element of what you teach. Why? You know what, it's, it's lunges, squats, deadlifts, any sort of motion that you can load, like load on your upper body. So, again, picture the bar on the back. You can load the upper body and then move the lower body. You're involving the whole body. So if you think about it, the weight's on your shoulders and your legs are doing this complex motion like a lunge. And a lunge, if you just kind of think of taking that big step forward, you're using your butt, you're using your hamstrings, you're using your quads, you're using your hips, you're using your abductors, abductors, calves. Everything in your, your whole bottom half of your body is working. Your upper body has to be strong to hold that weight. And then the connection, which is your core, you know, core is such a buzzword right now, your core in between has to be strong. You're challenging that spine 
to connect that upper and lower body. So you're holding the load up high. Your spine has to be tight and contract. All the muscles around the spine to protect it, contract to hold it, and then the lower body moves. So it's a great exercise that involves coordination so your nervous system is challenged, your balance gets better, and you're working the musculature of the whole body. And you're learning how to do it right. There's a lot of Absolutely, people that yeah. do squats and they and they don't know how to do it right. You know, you can right. really blow your knees apart if you're not doing a squat right. Yep, and it's funny. That's a sign of a bad trainer. A lot of trainers, because the squats are complex and they're different and there is no one squat, you have to look at someone's body type and make adjustments based on flexibility, height, uh, how long they're upper. You know, it's, it's, it's a really detailed thing to set someone up in the perfect squat. Um, so sometimes trainers, because they can't do that, You'll hear him say, oh, no, lunges are bad for your knees. No. Bad no, no, it's an adjustment. It's an adjustment. Right. But a lot and of people don't know how to coach that, and I think that's, that's one of the signs of a really a, a better quality trainer is somebody that knows how to coach it. And if anybody comes in and says there's one way to do it, they're wrong. You're different than me. We, our squat stance would be different. You know, it's, it's, it's all very biomechanically individual, and a good trainer can – can adjust your individuality and make you do things efficiently, correctly, and safely. Well, you see it in a group class. You see, if you're watching people, and again, I'm talking about the people that you know are training and body conscious. You right. try, you, if you look around at your classmates, you can't always expect to, you know, to do a squat in the same way that they're doing it. Because right. when you're looking at body types, you have tall, short, long, lean, you know, overly muscular. You can't, some people just have to squat differently. Yep. And that's generally, it, when you're not using weight, like in a group environment, what I'll tell people is I'll say, first of all, does it hurt? Because if it hurts, you want to do it differently. But uh, there's less of a danger of injury when you're not loading with weight. So that's the good thing about having 60 people squat. And then you try to, as an instructor, reinforce the basics that sort of transcend. So saying, okay, listen, you, your spine has a natural curve, like the upper back rounds, the lower back arches a little bit. Keep in that natural position. That's step one. Two, make sure the knees track the toes. And then widen your feet, you know, as far as it takes to allow you to sit down low. So that's kind of like a general sort of thing that you try to preach. When, when they're not holding a weight, you're going to be overall pretty safe. You know, sit back on the heels. That's it. You, you try to give the tips that really do transcend stances. And then you do your best. If you, you know, walking around the room, you see somebody that looks, looks awful, you know, you go over there and, and you, you try to focus on the people that are the worst off. Oh, exactly. And we see that a lot. We're going to take one more commercial break. You're doing great. We have one more spot to go. Thank you. Stand by, and we'll be right back. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Movie premieres, TV specials, radio shows, film festivals, restaurant openings, fashion shows, charity events, yachts, parties. At Rack and Roll Productions, we do everything except make empty promises. Grand openings, book releases, speaking engagements, television, movies, radio. Rack and Roll Productions gets the job done whether it's an intimate party or a production with 2,000 people. In fact, you've probably seen and heard our work on the E! Channel, MTV, The Howard Stern Show, or in the pages of numerous newspapers and magazines. Now it's time for us to assist you. Turn saleability into profitability with the help of Rack and Roll Productions. Visit us online at www.rackandrollentertainment, that's R-A-K-N-R-O-L-L, entertainment.com. 
or call 1-818-597-0700. Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio. Rock and Roll Productions, we do it all. www.rakandrollentertainment.com Listen up. Conceive Magazine is now on the air, live, and on demand on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. Hosted by Kim Hahn, founder of Conceive Magazine. Conceive On Air offers comfort and emotional support to women contemplating starting or expanding their family by consulting noted professional experts and by sharing the insights and experiences of others. Kim wants to share her experiences to educate and empower women. Conceive On Air is the only complete resource destination that inspires and informs future moms about their fertility on the journey to parenthood. Conceive On Air with Kim Hahn, celebrating the creation of families. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Get free advice from crisis communications guru Cindy Rakowitz now. Call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now let's get back to more stars of PR. Here's your host and founder of Rack and Roll Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz. We're back, Cindy Rakowitz, Blackman Rakowitz, Public Relations, Rack and Roll is a parent company, and we're here with Chris Stevenson, and we're finishing up, and we're talking about being healthy, and Chris is going to be a big TV star, and now he's going to tell everybody and all of his friends that Cindy said he's going to be a big TV star, right? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We were talking about resistance training. We were talking about core building and squats, and you're very, very, very good at making us all do that. And one would never know what a what an important effect that it has on your overall posture and the way that you hold yourself when you're doing any kind of exercise, but it's very, very important. So we all thank you for that. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about modification for injuries and how particularly important that is when you are doing group exercise because, you know, Sometimes people who have injuries, you know, feel the pressure in a group environment that I want to do things like everyone else. But um, wouldn't you advocate that it's really important for them to talk to you about the fact in advance that, you know, I busted a hamstring or I have a bad back or whatever the case may be so you're aware of it? Yeah, absolutely. And, again, kind of before we were talking good trainer, bad trainer, it's sort of a, in my opinion, the onus goes on the instructor to promote an environment where people feel comfortable to do so. And when somebody comes to my class and is new, I say, listen, this class is not about me. This class is about you. And it's fun. It's loud. There's music. There's energy. But do what you have to do to get through it. So if, for example, your hamstrings hurt, and I'll tell somebody, hey, just raise the knee. Don't extend the kick. Because that way you're working more glute and hip flexion. You're putting a lot of hamstring extension. So I think just, just remember, you're the customer. So you're, you're the one paying to be there. And sometimes instructors kind of rule with this, this, which I don't really think is the best way to do it. Uh, again, it's about you. It's about your workout. I've had people come and say, listen, I can't kick at all. So I say, hey, do sprints when I when we kick or just you know, throw the punches. Uh, as long as you're coming in and you're sweating and you're getting a great workout, that's that's what I'm concerned about. The workout is about you. Sometimes instructors sort of develop this ego where it's, why aren't you doing what I told you? It doesn't matter. Work through it. You know, 
And a lot of times, any instructor that doesn't really have exercise background, they should, doesn't, just doesn't understand why you shouldn't do certain things if you have certain conditions. So, you know, it's a reflection on the instructor's background and, and knowledge of exercise science. Oh, it is. That, well, it's very uh, important. It's, I mean, it's just extremely important. One thing that I've learned through, you know, the, the, the workout discovery process is that um, when you build muscles around an injury, that injury really becomes insignificant. And I think that's fabulous science. Okay, I can't generalize that because everybody's different, but I've had, um, you know, neck and shoulder pain for a long, long time, and that's a result of a lot of accidents. I had a water skiing accident. I busted a jaw. I mean, you grow up and, like, all kinds of things happen to you, right? So your body adjusts, and what happened was one of my legs became shorter than the other because of my hamstring accident, and, you know, my back sort of you know, accommodated that. And I didn't even know what was happening. I'm like, oh, my leg's better, so I'm great. You know, and that really wasn't the case. My whole, you know, my whole spine became out of alignment because of it and therefore the terrible chronic shoulder and neck pain. And I went to a chiropractor and I found the right one and I think that helped a lot. But one of the things that I've really learned is that if you build muscle around the the area and do the core strengthening, it makes your spine stronger it puts it back into alignment. And but the muscles around my shoulders, now that I actually have, you know, deltoids and things that I didn't have before, <laughs> um, you know, it, it really makes a difference. The injury becomes less significant because your muscles around it get so much stronger. Is that a good generalization? Yeah, you know, um, it's, it's funny. We talk about good trainer, bad trainer, and good aerobics instructor, bad aerobics instructor. Now let's talk good Cairo, bad Cairo. Chiropractic has very, very good value, but when you look at, like, if your spine is out of alignment or your hips are out of alignment, there's a reason for it. So sort of the bad Cairo is the one that sells you 20 sessions and you go in three times a week and they crack you and, they, and you leave. The good Cairo is the one who warms you up right, softly adjusts you, and then says, listen, the reason that your, your disc keeps uh, subluxating is that your hip flexors are too tight and your glutes are weak. And then you address the problem that's causing these alignment issues. And like you said with your injuries, they call it kinetic chain, and that means, like, I sprain my ankle and a week later my back hurts. Well, that's because I've altered my natural gait the way I walk, and now my back is compensating. So if you mess one thing up and you don't handle that properly, it leads into dysfunction all over your body. And the longer that goes on, I mean, the body adjusts because it's kind of like a temporary way to avoid pain. But those long-term, you know, poor, poor alignments really cause chronic problems and they catch up to you. So it's exactly what you said you went through. And, again, it's, you know, finding out why. You know, why is my spine out of alignment? Why are my hips out of alignment? Is it a hamstring injury? Is it, you know, tight hip flexors? There's all kinds of, is it bad posture? And when you adjust those things, like you said, by building muscle the right way, by building the stabilizing muscles around the spine, the erectors, building up the muscles of the shoulder girdle to keep the shoulders pulled back, you keep that body in the natural alignment that it should be in, and that, that's what ends up keeping you healthy and keeping you aligned. But it's amazing. Again, not everything is for everybody, but I, you learn, and you're like, oh, my God, what was I doing? And why didn't I take care of this sooner? Because you don't think about it. You know, all you're thinking about is taking care of the injury at hand. You're not thinking about the long term when you go to physical therapy and cure an injury. Exactly. And, you know, it's... I just wish that you say good trainers and bad trainers, but more people in fitness would have sort of an overall idea of, you know, 
what takes place longer term. Like when you're assigned to physical therapy, I think every physical therapist should be able to have this basic conversation with you. Okay, we're going to fix the hamstring problem, but you know, you're going to have to start building core for long term. We're going to get you to the place where it's not going to be, you know, horribly painful in that area anymore. But they don't talk about how it's going to affect the rest of your body. Well, you know, but you're right, though, and, that, and that's the problem with a lot of things. It's like we address symptoms. We want that immediate relief of pain, or we want to do this crash diet that, that yeah, it will take off 20 pounds in six weeks. But it's not, you know, it's not good weight loss. It, it's, it is muscle. It's fat. It's, you know, some water. It's, just, it's not good weight loss. Instead of really addressing, addressing the problem or, or addressing stuff the right way so that you have the long-term fix. Everybody's looking for that short-term fix, and Short-term fixes never work. Well, the medical community in this recession is doing that as well. I mean, you know, and you know, it's it's wrong for a doctor to, you know, prescribe medication without addressing, you know, the absolutely, absolutely, it's just it's ridiculous thing. And again, going back to that commercial gym, it's like a gym pushing you to sell supplements. You know, that's again, it's it's generally supplements. There are some stuff that in certain situations supplements are good, but overall, I mean a weight loss pill or a diet pill or, or magic protein powder, that stuff just generally doesn't work. It's to generate revenue. So, you know, again, if you just train correctly and eat real food, you know, that you pick off a tree or that grows in the ground, you know, it's the kind of stuff that keeps you healthy and strong. There's no gimmicks. There's no tricks. There's no new things. There's no new magic. It just doesn't work. Well, I mean, but I think a lot of people have to be reminded that eating healthier, you know, perhaps, you know, smaller meals more times a day rather than the thing that we grew up with, which is, you know, the three meals a day. That's something we grew up with. It's not necessarily right. And when people are working out, I think that they do much better if they eat six meals a day that are smaller and healthier. Absolutely. And, again, it goes back to blood sugar can be level up to three to four hours. So if you fuel every three to four hours, you know, with all the components, you know, a little bit of fat, lean protein, and and starchy and fibrous carbohydrates, you know, if you, fill, if you fill in the right amounts of those things every three to four hours, your blood sugar stays level and you have less cravings. You don't binge. You're always feeling good. You always have the energy. You always have the fuel. And you also, I think, through your website or through one of your newsletters, you said how important it is, or in your nutrition corner or whatever it was, to drink lots of water. Yeah. Yeah, water, water. First of all, just staying hydrated, especially now that, you know, getting into the exercise habits, you need to completely stay hydrated. Water helps you feel full, keeps you, it avoids cravings, and it serves so many, you know, functions inside the body. Drinking water is huge. Well, listen, guess what? We came to the end of the show. Can you believe it? It, it seemed like we just started. I, I know, it forever. goes very fast. <laughs> very, very fast. But listen, we thank you for having, for joining us for an hour this morning, taking time out of your busy training day. This is Chris Stevenson from Stevenson Fitness, stevensonfitness.com. Come on again. Thank you. Anytime you want. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Please come back next and every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific time for more insider information on the world of public relations with Cindy Rakowitz on Stars of PR. We'll see you next week.